Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Is Jimi Hendrix the greatest guitar player of all time? It's such a hard question, and it's such a subjective question. It, it, it is because of the varying styles. Right. I think that's where he has an inside track is the unique part of it. I think you could argue he's the most unique guitar player more than the greatest. Okay, so it's it's it goes back to like, is Jordan the greatest? Is LeBron the greatest? Sure. And it's hard because it's like when you look at someone like Jimmy and then you listen to someone like Muddy Waters, it's like sure. without Muddy, there is no Jim. Without, right. like, there's no Jimmy. So did is Muddy better than Jimmy because... You know what I mean? Like they kind of totally Chuck Berry, Chuck Be- Bo Diddley, Bo Diddley Eric totally. Clapton, yeah, yeah. Joe Satriani. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ingwe Malmsteen. Like yeah. all all the things. It's like who? It's almost like presidents. Presidents set each other up. Sure. So do guitarists. It's like there's like comparative. Until lately, at least. <laughs> well, hey, another story, another radio show. That's a podcast, folks. But I, I, you know, you know who doesn't get spoken about? Um, John Mayer. For sure. Like, amazing guitarist. Oh, man, I saw John Mayer live at the Gorge. Whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. Like, And I've seen <laughs> yeah. him live, too, and it's it's one of those, whoa. Like, he's really good. He, uh, Prince is another like totally. another one. Believe it or not, Wyclef, amazing guitarist. Like, yeah. the, he, but they're also different. Yeah. But, yes, Jimmy is the Jordan of guitar playing. I love it. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Welcome back. Hour number two, Rajim Seabrook. Yeah. I'm with me, Coulter Nuanas. A uh, ton of NFL stuff coming up. But first, let's highlight some of the best of the best from around the Garden City. I know so many of you out there are watching on TV around the great state of Montana. So many of you out there are streaming around the world, whether on the ESPN MT app or on 1029 uh, ESPN.com. And a great many of you are probably listening to this retrospectively on the Nuanas Now podcast. But we are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Live. So it's time for our Garden City Spotlight. It's presented by Missoula Electric Co-op, proudly serving safe, affordable, and reliable energy to their members since 1936. Uh, Three, uh, I guess, two community events and then another fun event for you to talk about. Uh, A lot of stuff going on at the Glacier Ice Rink. Tonight... Missoula on Ice, which is a great fundraiser for the uh, the Foundation for Community Health. Kira mm-hmm. Huck, the executive director of the uh, Foundation for Community Health, was in uh, earlier this week to talk about that. So if you want to go help raise money for a great cause, uh, head on down to the Glacier Ice Rink tonight. They'll have uh, comedy and ice dancing and all sorts of different talents uh, on uh, the ice at Glacier Ice Rink. Next Saturday is the Fire on Ice uh, charity hockey competition. Uh, puck drops at 6 p.m. There'll be two uh, renditions of the Urban Interface Off, uh, and this pits the Missoula Fire Department versus the local Wildland Firefighters. This one, admissions free, but you can also uh, help donate to the cause through the silent auction of a 50-50, and they also have bottomless beer mugs, so that sounds pretty good. And uh, uh-huh. in between that, a week from today... 
the final Grizz hockey match of the regular season. Uh, it will take place against rival Montana State. So you got Missoula on ice tonight, Cacker is hockey next Friday, and then Fire on Ice next Saturday uh, down there at the uh, Glacier Ice Rink here in Missoula. How about some of the best of the best when it comes to Missoula High School hoops? First of all, here's some scores from last night. Uh, Helena beat Missoula Sentinel in boys basketball, 72-61. Missoula Big Sky gets the best of Kalispell Flathead, 71-55. And Missoula Hellgate keeps pace. They beat Kalispell Glacier, 49-41. In girls hoops, uh, Helena High beats Missoula Sentinel, 55-53. A tough loss for the Spartans. Uh, but Missoula Central is going to be right there. The Western AA for girls hoops is really, really uh, tight, tough. tough and tight right now. Uh, but Tyler Hobbs texted me. He says, Ump Temple physical game with uh, both teams going blow for blow for four quarters down the stretch. Helena was more poised, and, and they made a couple big plays to seal the victory. That's why I love having Hobbs on speed dial. He just gives me exactly what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> but Hobbs is doing a good job over there at Sentinel, and uh, they'll be in contention for sure. Kalispell Flathead beats Missoula Big Sky 50-45. to And the Missoula Hellgates girls, they beat Kalispell Glacier uh, 32, or excuse, excuse me, 52-36. to Here's some quick tidbits about Missoula's teams. Uh, we'll start with the Hellgate boys and girls. They are both number three in the state. They both have a couple of the premier seniors in the state. Connor Dick leading the Missoula Hellgate boys. Alex Coville leading the Missoula Hellgate girls. Coville... Um, Certainly a unique talent. Six foot six. You don't see that a lot. She's headed to Washington State to play in the Pac-12, and deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she gives Hellgate's girls uh, quite a pillar in the middle. Yeah, it's hard. At 6'5", you just lop it up into the middle, let her catch and extend, and shoot over people all day long. Uh, it's 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 a wonderful weapon to have. It's a, it's a, Maddie Keese is doing a masterful job She's over there. Because, yeah. you know, outside of Coville, they're pretty young everywhere sure. else. Uh, they had that wonderful group of girls that I coached when they were all freshmen that graduated from last year. So, yeah. like, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was looking at their coverage being like, it's kind of bare. Totally. And uh, Maddie Keese has, has, has bought, you know, winning from from her Loyola and Sentinel ways, both as a player and a coach, uh, to 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 the red and yellow of the Lady Knights, and they're look they're looking tough. Connor Dick definitely one of the best players in the state, and uh, he's got Hellgate boys rolling. But that's nothing new. Hellgate boys basketball basically just a machine Mach- at this point. It's a, <laughs> it's a factory. Yeah, they're always they're always good. Uh, Missoula Sentinel. Uh, boys are having a down year yes, this year. Yes, uh, but the girls are good. They're number four in the state this last week's poll. Uh, Emily McElmurray is a junior there at uh, Missoula Sentinel, a familiar name, uh, one of three McElmurray sisters that have been star <laughs> athletes at, uh, at Missoula Sentinel. But Emily's having a great junior year. She had mm-hmm. 25 points in a crosstown game the other week, and uh, she's, she's doing well. So Sentinel uh, certainly among the contenders in the West. Uh, and on the Big Sky note, um, the Big Sky boys are certainly spunky and uh, – Josiah Quersma is uh, one of the better players in the state, and he's had a great week this last week, and it seems like he's coming to his own on a team that has to replace seven seniors from a year ago and a team that sort of rose up and surprised everybody by getting third at the AA tournament last year. Big Sky was good last year, and uh, they're coming into their own this year in boys basketball. And then in girls basketball, it's going to be up and down because their two best players are a freshman and a sophomore, Mm -hmm. uh, but they both have a ton of of potential. I mean, Cadence Couture was a first-team All-State player as a freshman last year, and Avery DeCoy looks like the next one that's going to be a first-team All-State talent as a freshman this year. So uh, right now, Big Sky's girls are kind of going up and down, but the future is very bright because those two girls can ball. 
Let's have this conversation in two years because I've coached. For the, sure. I've coached against both of those girls on the middle school and AAU ranks, and I played football with Avery's dad. She, like I'm not trying to degrade folks. Uh, so when people hear this about a young lady, Avery's a dog. Oh, for sure. Are you crazy? Like, oh, she's so she's, competitive. I wish I had that on my high school and <laughs> and, and semi pro teams. Like, can I please get some of that? She's a go getter and ferocious and just ha- is fearless. And those two, we will be speaking at great lengths about them here in the next, not even in two years, in the next year. Um, once they kind of gel and, and mature past those sophomore and freshman years, respectively, um, I, Big Big Sky is going to be poised for big things in a couple of years. Garden City Spotlight presented by uh, Missoula Electric Co-op. We can't leave out the Loyola boys and girls. Uh, the Rams have won 11 straight Class B games, and uh, they're 11-1 overall. They did lose for the first time this last weekend, but it was to Class A Columbia Falls, who's one of the best teams in Class A. And uh, Loyola's boys have a big-time game on Saturday. They play Big Fork. So that's a maybe Western B, if not a uh, Western State Champion, or excuse me, a... Class B state championship preview to the best teams in the state. Mm-hmm. And the Loyola girls, uh, they are one of the most explosive teams in the state. Geo Horner's been filling it up. Uh, she's had multiple 20 point and even a couple 30 point games so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Class B girls, super tough because Big Fork is just dominating everybody. They've been rolling through the Class B uh, ranks. So uh, a tough one for the uh, Heartbreakers tomorrow as well, but that'll be a fun doubleheader to watch. Big Fork and Loyola and the Class B ranks. Well, that's my uh, second favorite rivalry out of Class B on the western side. I love me some Florence Loyola because of my ties to Loyola, and I love me some uh, Big Fork uh, Loyola games. Always, always fun, uh, to regardless of the sport or match. Thanks so much to Missoula Electric Co-op for their proud sponsorship of the Thank Garden you. City Spotlight. Out, uh, let's transition from high school sports into the NFL. Yeah. First, we got Championship Sunday coming up, and we got to get you the numbers. Here's a uh, little bit from Brooks Nuanas from earlier this week, all about the betting lines. Championship weekend around the NFL. We've been doing all sorts of betting line analysis here on Nuanas Now. We have some more for you. Happy Friday. Nuanas Now times two. Brooks Nuanas joining me, Coulter Nuanas. This is all football all the time, presented by Sports Bet Montana. First of all, uh, it's funny how the storyline around the NFL is that parody rules the day. Yet, when the dust settles, I think that the four best teams, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC, and the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC are into the championship games. Uh, as much parody as there is on a week-to-week basis when it comes down to the absolute winner go home, uh, the cream rises to the top in the NFL, especially now. Absolutely. I think they're by far the four best teams. I, I don't think it's particularly close, but that's because my opinion on the, the Bills has been pretty solidified um, since about week six or seven. Uh, Josh Allen hurts his, his UCL and his elbow, um, and I knew from that point forward it was going to be an uphill battle. I just do not think they have the same roster construction they've had the last couple of years or the same roster construction as those other four teams. While the Bills are good, they are not those teams. Well, the other part about it is they can't run the ball. Well, because that's roster construction. Yeah, right. I mean, the I, the Bills ran the ball 14 times in a in a sideways Buffalo blizzard on Sunday. They they achieved one first down by running the ball on Sunday. So and they lacked toughness. They lacked toughness. They that they're you know Josh Allen continues to be errant with the ball. Um, he is most most turnovers 
in the last three years in the NFL, Josh Allen. Yes, he, he, 23 it's, turnovers. It's almost like he's trying to make a point about the roster that mm. he's going to go make, you know, look at me and look how much I'm doing and we're still losing. Right. Um, it's almost, it seems like it's like there's something weird going on. The attitudes, the sideline demeanor, obviously totally. I'm not going to get into the Stefan Diggs thing, you know, yelling at Josh. Who, I mean, whatever. That's football, right? That's not a big deal. A lot of people yell at each other at work and they that sure. thing. Um, <laughs> but but over, overall... They were also plagued by injuries. You know, Jordan Poyer was hurt. I've talked a lot on this show with uh, playing safety, broke ribs, had a dislocated elbow. Micah Hyde has been out for more than half the season at the other safety spot. Um, you talk about DeMar Hamlin coming in for Micah Hyde and then being injured again. So you're, you're down to your third and fourth safety. I mean, that kind of stuff starts to plague a team. Tredius White, come, uh, one of the better corners in the league, comes back from ACL, not the same player. Um, you really start to wonder... I call Buffalo a fake tough guys. They're fake sure. tough. You know, they, I don't think that that team, I heard this on another podcast or another show or another reference that this team is built like a dome team and they're playing the snowy Buffalo. Interesting. It's not really, you know, uh, get rid of Zach Moss at running back, but you still have Devin Singletary and then you draft um, James Cook. So you have Singletary and Cook and Josh Allen. It's like a dome team. That's not really like a power run, um, you know, AFC North team. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how, the, or AFC East team, we'll see how that all shakes out next year. But I do think the four best teams are left. It's uh, so interesting too, because the Bills, I think have had a hard time since like when Josh Allen first got there, he's like this this raw project. And then he turns this huge corner, becomes really good when Brian Dable was his coach. I think that was an underrated part of Josh Allen huge not part, being quite as part. good as, as Dable. Because Dable made Josh Allen great, and then Josh Allen wasn't good without Dable. And then he made Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones great. And Daniel Jones, which is almost impossible, sucks. <laughs> so, so uh, but I also think that the other part is that Buffalo, the town, the franchise, the team, they have to be an underdog mentality team. When you're one of the favorites, it doesn't cater to what you're all about. Last year, They're not the prom kings. Yeah, Last year, they were the ones that were going to shock the world and shock the Chiefs, and then they barely lost it. And then this year, four weeks into the year, everybody's talking about them going undefeated. So uh, certainly uh, interesting deal. The other broad question I have for you, Brooks Nuanas here on All Football All the Time on Nuanas Now, uh, Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana, kiosks all across the great state of Montana. Go to their website, click on locations, and you'll find one. And uh, you can also get the uh, Sportsbet Montana app in your life to monitor the betting lines every single day. Uh, The other broad question I have for you is, I think that it's very clear that if you get the right guy, the youth movement in the coaching ranks in the NFL is incredibly real. That's how Philadelphia went from Super Bowl to bottoming it out to back to the conference championship game. That's how Cincinnati, I mean, when Cincinnati first hired Zach Taylor, everybody's like, well, who the hell is Zach Taylor? What, what, what kind of hire is that? What, what are we doing? And now here they are. They've won as many playoff games under Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow as they had in their entire franchise's history before that. And then you look at San Francisco. I know Kyle Shanahan's not quite as young, but he's still a young blood, and he's been sort of an up-and-comer in the league. And even though Andy Reid's one of the three or four oldest coaches in the league, he still kept it so young, and Eric Bieniemy kind of carries the day with him offensively. Uh, so it's just interesting to see because I think that there was a lot of skepticism when everybody was trying to replicate the Sean McVay thing. But now it seems that uh, you don't have to replicate it. You just got to find your own version of it. But it's... Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty uh, good evidence to see all these coaches in their thirties on uh, Championship Sunday. Yeah, and in coaches in their thirties as well as players. You know, they in their twenties. Yeah. They there was a stat that was said that I 
they couldn't find the year. I think it was 1992 was the last time that there was in the divisional round no quarterback who started was in their 30s. They're all in their 20s. That's amazing. You know, that's that's quite impressive. I also heard another thing that I thought was cool that outside of Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow's rookie years, they've played in the AFC Championship every single year of their career. Wow. Also, Joe Burrow's never lost to, to Patrick Mahomes. Wow. All of those stats are quite impressive. Um, the Bengals are on a heater. Uh, you know I've been on them the last month. I, I loved everything about them. The beginning of the playoffs, going into the playoffs, in the wild card weekend, I said the Bengals are going to win and then go smash the Bills. Um, and I, I, that just came true because the Bengals are the real deal. They're so underrated on defense. They have so many skill position stars. Like For sure. You can't touch it. You know The Bills have... You know, Devin Singletary and Gabe Davis. Like, give me a break. We're talking about T. Higgins and Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd. And I mean, you can uh, name down. the best guy, Jamar Chase. Right. Because Jamar Chase and Stephon one Diggs. Of the best players. Stephon Diggs and Jamar Chase, while peers, are not necessarily that close. Uh, Jamar Chase is, well, yeah, is, I mean, uh, is head and shoulders. Jamar Chase has no peer besides Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. Right and he, now, that, he, and he, that might not be a peer. Yeah. Uh, it just really depends. You know, I think his, I think that. He's more similarly um, related to Cooper Cup yeah. with his ability to break tackles after the catch, his, his yak ability, his his sudden movement ability. Justin Jefferson is more classic, long, rangy, a little bit different style. But I think any day of the week, Jamar Chase is arguably one of the greatest players in the NFL. So the Bengals are stacked. The one big you know thing hanging over this weekend in the AFC is the Patrick Mahomes injury. Yeah, you know we talk about high ankle sprains; they're no joke, folks. I think everyone knows that. Go look it up. Go look up what happens when you have a high ankle For sprain. Sure. If your leg doesn't break, the two lower leg bones split up the middle and separate. So, I mean, it is worse than a broken leg. It takes your juice away, no matter who you are. The Debo Samuel injury, the high ankle sprain. Tony Pollard broke his fibula this weekend. That what happened to Trey Lance? Of course, there's variations of it. it happened to Tommy Malott at Montana State, but what happened? Dalton Snead at Montana. What happened to Tony Pollard this weekend is a significantly better injury than what happened to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Tony Pollard broke his leg. He'll have surgery. Three and a half month recovery. Patrick Mahomes, honestly, the wrong high ankle. You might never be the same. It's fascinating. You know, I was now ESPN Radio, uh, all football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Okay, so let's look at these two uh, lines. This is interesting. Because the, especially the AFC Championship line, we are sitting here recording this on a Tuesday. You are listening to this on a Friday. So the lines could move a bunch, especially if Patrick Mahomes is ruled out. And I don't think he'll be ruled out, but I do think that there could be some information that leaks about his his, his mobility. For sure. The other line opened at Philadelphia minus two and a half, and that's where it stayed for a couple days. I don't know how much movement we'll get. I think, I think it'll jump up a, a point. I think it'll get to three and a half. Maybe a point for sure. Um, the, start with the AFC game, though. I mean, are, first of all, are you, are you still on the Bengals? I am still on the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals are a better team. You know, I like the analogy that you say there's four position, there's four sides of the football in the game yep. offense and defense, offense and defense. Who has the best of those four? The Bengals have the best offense. It's, it's the best unit in, in the game. I think the Chiefs have a tremendous offense. Who are we kidding here? Like, talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and... <laughs> right. 
But I still think like Isaiah Pacheco and Marquez Valdez Scantling aren't the same caliber as what the Bengals are playing with. That's right. Um, I do think on any given Sunday, of course, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the game. But with the momentum, which is real, this is not analytics, folks. We're talking about the AFC Championship here. We're talking about momentum and humans. Um, the Bengals are playing with house money. I think they have a tremendous uh, amount of momentum. And I think that that position group is going to be, as we saw against the Bills, absolutely dominant culture. They ran for 5.8 yards on first down against the Bills. Five, they rushed for five, six yards a carry on first down. I mean, Joe Mixon had over 100 yards rushing. He ain't going to stop that. So I love the Bengals still. I'm just going to ride that momentum. I woke up on Monday morning, saw that the Bengals opened at plus one and a half. I just wanted to hammer it. By the time I got to a machine, it was already minus two and a half. So again, folks, if you like something, go get it. And then the NFC uh, maybe moves a little bit towards the Eagles. Uh, you and I uh, are, are kind of opposed on this one, uh, only because I've just been riding the Niners since July. <laughs> Rightfully so. I, you know, this is year two now where I've I've made my when the NFL futures bets come open for the very first time in the middle of July, I go place my bets on who I think I'm going to who's going to win the conferences and who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, last year I bet the uh, Los Angeles Rams will win the conference and win the Super Bowl. Felt pretty good about that one by the end of the year. That's the situation I'm in with the Niners. Uh, we'll see if I get to that same. Uh, I just need two more to have that same success come true. Uh, but just break this one down because, I mean, Philadelphia minus two and a half right now as we sit here today at home basically indicates that that's the home field advantage, giving them two and a half points otherwise a coin flip game. Um these two teams are as uh, a pretty evenly matched, as, uh, about as evenly matched as you can get. What are the deciding factors in this one? I do think that they are equally as matched. Um, I think Christian McCaffrey's health is interesting. He has a strained calf. Uh, pulled it in 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 the wild card round. Um, I you know we'll see how that shakes out. He he played well, but down the stretch against the Cowboys, they were running Elijah Mitchell. Um, to, I think to save some energy and to save some hits, but also I think that Christian McCaffrey's batting at you know seventy five eighty percent maybe. So I think his health is important. But, you know, I don't want to ever break it down to the quarterback sculptor, so I'm going to break it down to those other matchups. Sure. I think that in the secondary, as good as Hufunga's played at safety for the Niners, I still think on the outside that the Niners are vulnerable against the pass. Yep. Um, I think that the the only, not not the only, the best ball that Jalen Hurts throws by a lot is the deep ball down the sideline yep. to A.J. Brown. We've seen yep. Tredavious Ward get torched the last two games yep. against that matchup. So I like that matchup for the Eagles. I also like the matchup of the Phillies' defense being able to slow the rundown, not stop it by any means, but yep. slow the rundown. Yep. We're talking about a unit, Golter. but the Niners have Joey Bosa. They have Nick Bosa. Sorry, Nick Bosa. They have... Edge rushers. They have Fred Warner in the middle. They have, you know, Joey. Sure. Nick Bosa led the league in sacks. Yep. The Eagles led the league as a team in sacks by 22. 70 plus sacks. 76 sacks. The, the numbers are like astounding. Right. So just because you don't know that Hassan Reddick played stand up inside linebacker for the Cardinals for three years and he led the league as a hand in the dirt edge rusher for the Eagles, I can't help you learn that now, okay? He, he, got, he was third in the league yeah. in sacks. Just because you don't know who he is doesn't mean he's not effective. Um, I think that they can block up that Trent Williams side. Micah Parsons had Trent Williams all day. Rather, Trent Williams had Micah Parsons all day right. uh, for the Cowboys. I think that you can put someone as equally, not as talented, but as equally as effective as Micah Parsons and then put someone on the other side that's going to pass that's rush. Right. And at the end, and then you can still run your spot guys to him. I mean, Brandon Graham still has juice left in the tank. Fletcher Cox 12, still one of the 12 best. 12 sacks, 8 sacks. I mean, yeah. They have guys, they have 16 sacks. 
14 sacks, 12 sacks, 12 sacks, 8 sacks on that defensive line. They have a guy who does not start who has 12 sacks. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and then in the secondary, they're a little bit underrated. I think that they're really nice, the Eagles, on, in the secondary. So I mean, they got the best corner in the game in Darius Slay. And when it really gets down to it, Coulter, do I really think that Brock Purdy is going to go into Philadelphia and beat the, the biggest bully team that we've seen in the NFL in five years? I, I don't think so. It's interesting, but... If there was a team that could stand up to the biggest bully, it's the one that has the, war, the Niners. All 100%. the Bam Bams, 100%. all the guys like Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and on and on Kyle and on. Houston. Stars, man, yeah. stars. I don't think you can go wrong on this line or on this game. If you're betting the Niners, I can't tell you that you're wrong on that. Totally. I really, 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 really like Jalen Hurts' demeanor. I really like what Jalen Hurts brings to the table. I think that there is this intangible that anyone who knows him or has watched him or has seen him is that this dude's about business. Does, is Brock Birdie about business? I, I think so. But, I mean, we're, we're kind of, you know, playing above our heads a little bit here. Uh, the only reason that I would uh, bet the Niners is because I already have, and that's what I'm going to do. But I totally think that Philadelphia deserves to be a favorite at home, and that'll be a hell of a game for the NFC Championship. Remember, folks, and I always tell you this too, Colter, that there is this ability to analyze what you have in your bets already. You already have exposure with the Niners. You yeah. could middle by taking the Eagles. Yeah. If you double down on the Niners... By all means, I think you probably should. Sure. But just understanding where that line finishes by the time this comes out on a Friday or Saturday, yep. really evaluate that because you don't want to overexpose yourself if you have a real good chance to middle. The other, re- the last thing I have is the other reason I think this line will move is because there's value in, t- in minus two and a half for the Eagles, yep. and there's no value in plus That's two right. and a half for the not, for the. Uh, 49ers. That's so I right. think that there'll be Eagles money that nudges it up, and then there's value in that minus That's in right. that plus three and a half. That's right, Brooks Duanas. All football, all the time. The next time we do it, we'll be talking about the Super Bowl. Crazy how time flies. Go check out Sportsbet Montana. They have kiosks across the great state of Montana. Go to their website, click on locations. You'll find where they're located, and you can also download the Sportsbet Montana app at any time and uh, monitor the lines in real time. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Go win some money. Sportsbet Montana. Check out their website and their app. Appreciate them for their sponsorship. Of all football all the time. More NFL playoff talk next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Old school Fridays. Rajim Seabrook riding in studio with us here on Nuwana's Now. I'm Coulter Nuwana's coming to you from the ESPN MT uh, studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. More talk about the NFL playoffs coming up here in just a minute. Uh, But first, we talked about all the stuff you've been up to. With the MLK Day celebration and the, mm-hmm. the film with the Roxy, but this is all part of a bigger deal. So, part of the organization you're a part of, Empower Montana. So, just tell people about this because it's something that you guys have been uh, doing for a while, but have been working really hard on the last little while, yeah. last year or two. 
And uh, it's grown and it's fun to watch. It is. It's uh, Empire Montana, you know, small nonprofit about to celebrate 25 years in its existence in Missoula and statewide. And um, they're an organization that works really hard on conflict resolution, um, building inclusive workspaces and environments, uh, helps you know, has helped historically Missoula Police Department with uh, issues based on, you know, race or culture or dealing with refugees from soft landing, uh, helping curriculum in school, uh, all the things, community engagement. We run a summer camp, a free summer camp for kids of marginalized communities. Like, you name it, we do it. It's all about creating a more just and and and, and uh, inclusive and equitous world for everybody. Um because uh, once one person is affected, we're all affected and impacted. So that's what we do. And we, we try to transform ha- uh, minds and hearts every day. And, uh, yeah, come give us a visit or, you know, come have an authentic engagement, a cup of coffee. I'll buy it for you. Also super cool, the Missoula City Council earlier this week uh, approved several different things, including the authorization of a three-person Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion Board that features this guy. So that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, good for you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And, uh, you know, it's always, I mean, it's awesome to be involved in the community, but also it's cool to s- probably for you to see the affirmation of, you know, this is like you're actually, people are voting on this and they're saying, yes, we want this to occur. And now now you are on this board. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's really important. It just shows where Missoula is. It shows where the world is. Like we, we live in a world of constant flux. Like nothing is the same ever. You know, Missoula is different last year than it was five years ago. So just really keeping it up with the times. And actually, I met a gentleman today who um, knew of me and just he was just like I don't understand this diversity thing and all this and I said hey like let's just take the word diversity take the word you know take the, the racial connotation away like right now and there's two people in this room it's me and sure, you right. but do you know how much diversity we have between us totally we are diverse due to age we're diverse due to our race we're diverse due to our educational backgrounds we're diverse due to social economic status we're totally. diver- diverse due to our religion and when you start actually zooming out and looking at those rungs and those arcs of circles it looks different right you could have five guys that look like you but you're five different people with diverse backgrounds sure so engage each other right instead of because it's easy to say what the differences are i can i I can give you a hundred differences but it actually takes work for me to understand our similarities and at the end of the day once we do that work we have more similarities than we do the obvious glaring differences this is what i've always thought of in terms of what the vehicle of sports can provide as well as just us as humans first of all i've always long held that it is nearly impossible to hate somebody that you know. True. Most of the time you hate people because you don't know them. And then you get to know them and you don't hate them. I yeah. promise. You might think they're annoying or something or they might rub you the wrong way occasionally. But it is very hard to to actually truly know another person and hate them. Mm-hmm. And also, though, I think sports is one of the great examples that we have in human in humanity of people from incredibly diverse backgrounds getting to know each other intimately and working together towards a common good. That's why I've always thought... That that's the that's what I always wanted the point of this show to be is sort of the revelation of what sports can do to paint a broader uh, societal picture. Yeah, I would say sports and the, uh, the close second music. Sure. Like if you pick up an instrument and you're a lover of music yeah. and someone picks up a drum and someone picks all of a sudden you're jamming, right? Music's like love, folks. When it hits you, it's the only thing you feel no pain with. You know what I'm saying? Like let it hit you. I love let it. that love hit you. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. I hope you're having a great Friday. 
We are down to the final four in the NFL uh, playoffs. Sunday, doubleheader. You got the NFC Championship between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles at 1 p.m. on Fox. And you got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs at 4.30 on CBS for the AFC Championship. Go Chiefs. Let's start with uh, the first game, the NFC Championship. I think this one's going to be a straight throwdown. Oh, yeah. Where are we at with these two teams? Well, where are we at? I don't know. I'm at home with the Giants watching them on television. Here's the thing, though. Just, I mean, truly, the Giants had... uh, a great year. I mean, they, Cinder fellas. They did way better than I thought they were going to do. I oh, mean, I thought they were going to be one what? of the five worst teams in the in the league. Yeah, and they made the play. Not only made the playoffs, they won a playoff game on the road in Minnesota. I was not surprised by that at, at, at all because I think the Vikings suck. Even though I'm a Vikings guy, <laughs> like I, I mean, I bet money that the Giants were going to go into Minnesota and win. I did. I had no faith that they were going to that the Giants weren't going to win that game. But that's here nor there. Philadelphia. Is legit. They're ferocious, man. I can't believe. The, uh, it's funny because this is the thing that drives me crazy. The national media is always force feeding you Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is a great player. But the reasons the Philadelphia Eagles are where they're at is because their pass rush, their offensive line, and the trade for AJ Brown. Those are the three things that have t- totally revolutionized their team. Dude, you got three dudes with double digit sacks. You got three players over a thousand yards apiece. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a juggernaut. And, I mean, they're just salty. They are. They are salty. And they don't do anything glamorous. They just do everything right. Yeah. Flip side is the it's always good. I, even though I'm not a Niners fan, I love it when the Niners are in the playoffs. Yeah. It just brings me back to my childhood at Golden Joe. Totally. Who I don't care, Tom Brady fans. Joe Montana's the greatest of all time. <laughs> just saying it. TB12, it's not. I love you, Joe. Um, I'm interested because they're the X Factor. Yeah. To me, the Niners and the Giants were the two teams you didn't want to play That's right. uh, in the playoffs because you don't know what you're going to get um, due to their beautifully erratic style of playing. Uh, Brock Purdy is... is I love this kid. He's like, balling, man. He's balling. He, he, there's, a, there's a little bit of Patrick Mahomes in him. There's a little bit of Brett Favre in him. There's just this little bit of something in him that I really, really like. And what I like about it is the offensive coordinators putting him into positions to win. It's not saying, hey, adjust to this construct. I'm going to throw this away and adjust to you. And that's exactly what's happening. Um I like where the Niners are going with Brock Purdy. That defense is just, again, salty. Uh, they got healthy at the right time with George Kittle coming back. Debo Samuels is just a beast. Um, even though I know Andrew's going to shoot me eyes beams of hate through the window, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, I'm thinking that they, uh, the Niners come out 28, 28-17. To me, this NFC game is going to come down to can Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers offensive front handle the Philadelphia Eagles pass rush. Our stat of the day for my brother, he called right before the show just to tell me this. The Eagles registered sacks on 11% of their defensive snaps this year. That's a crazy number. I mean, 78 sacks, I think, is the third most in the history of the NFL in a single season. They got four guys with double double. Oh, uh, did I say three? My bad. Yeah, yeah. Add one to that. Yeah, yeah. Four dudes. And if your pass rush is doing that and you're not even blitzing, right? you know you, you know what James Bradbury, the fourth in, in company, is doing back there? 
chilling, wait, daring you to pick it off. Yeah. Like, that's just balance on the front and the back end, man. They're, and, you know, I'm a Giants fan. I hate giving praise to anything outside of the NYG, but respect is where respect is due. So can Brock Birdie handle the environment that will be at Lincoln Financial Field in Philly? And can the 49ers offensive front handle the Philadelphia Eagles pass rush? I think those will be keys. Other than that, I think this is going to be a slobber knocker back and forth. I love it. I mean, I'm not surprised it's only a two-and-a-half point spread. I think that I mean, that just indicates that Vegas thinks it's it's an even matchup. They're giving two and a half to the Eagles because they're at home. That's about it. Guess what the lowest ticket price right now is for this game? My annual salary. <laughs> $545 is the lowest ticket price you can find for this game. Isn't that crazy? You know how many hours I got to work to make $545? <laughs> days. For most people, it's days, bro. Some brothers got it like that. No, not really, folks. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, but it also indicates that it's absolutely going to be sold out because, I mean, obviously, but like high supply uh, and demand. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The AFC Championship game yes, uh, has, sir. Has, uh, is one with, that's rich with storylines. First of all, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. What's the status? Andy Reid Re- declared today that he will start. Uh, because he is the official starter, the line has moved back in favor of the Chiefs. Uh, it's Chiefs minus one and a half the last time I checked. Uh, but the Bengals were, were favorites for a couple days because of the, the uncertainty of Mahomes' status. But more than anything, Joe Burrow, who's 3-0, <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, he sir. won in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game last year. It was one of the most shocking results I can remember in the playoffs. It's not shocking to me, right? The Chiefs are good because Patrick Mahomes and 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 company are just ridiculous on offense. That's a juggernaut. That defense isn't as good as people think. No, the Chiefs defense isn't very good. No, it's not. And very middle I, of the road. Very yeah, at, at best, at right? Best. Serviceable. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. they're they're not gonna lose you games, but they're not gonna win you games either. That's right. And when I look at what Joe Burrow and the boys can do offensively, that's the that's the matchup. Is can, totally can Kansas City's defense stop Joe Burrow and company? Um they have the twelfth man element playing in Arrowhead, which is always a a, a benefit for Kansas City. But Joe, Joe Burrow has ice in his veins. Like, For sure. Talk about I don't care. He don't care. No, for sure. Like he, he I want him to adopt Deion Sanders. Like uh, <laughs> his, his, his saying, I'm coming. For sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm coming. Burrow has been cold-blooded in these situations before. And that's the thing, too, is, it's, first of all, it's a testament to Mahomes' greatness and the, and the, and the steadiness of Andy Reid's coaching abilities. But also... The, the Chiefs are not as good as they have been across the board because they paid Patrick Mahomes. And I know his contract isn't that enormous of a cap hit compared to his the actual salary that they're paying, right. but they still have had to move on from guys like Teron Matthew and guys like uh, Tyreek Hill and guys yeah. that they, just, they haven't been able to pay those guys. So it's a testament to Mahomes to get them to this point, even though the, the rest of the roster hasn't necessarily gotten uh, upgraded, so to speak. Right. But that's the other situation that the Bengals are in. Joe Burrow's amazing, mm-hmm. but they're also rolling with a stacked roster in the skill position players. Mm. They were able to revamp their entire offensive line, mm. which, by the way, the national pundits are always screaming about the one weakness for the Bengals is they get sacked all the time. As Marty Mornoweg always says on this show, Joe Burrow gets sacked all the time because Joe Burrow gets sacked. He maneuvers around the pocket too much and doesn't get rid of the ball. When he gets rid of the ball on time, he's one of the best players in the whole NFL. But what I'm saying is that the window 
there's been this this crazy and uh, constant analysis where when when guys are really good young, and then people are like, well, how many Super Bowls is he, is he going to win? Well, how many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won since he, since he won a Super Bowl 13 years ago? How many Super Bowls did Russell Wilson win after he won his Super Bowl in year two? Russell who? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. All, as soon as you, what I'm saying is the, the the window is smaller for the Bengals than people think, and maybe it's not. Maybe Burrow is a guy that breaks that mold. But right now, they got to win with this team. They're better on defense than people think. They're salty. They're awesome on offense. Sick. Jamar Chase is going to be one of the highest paid receivers in the league. They they're going to have to pay T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and all these guys. So. Where are we at then with the Bengals in terms of this window? I don't know, but I think that that's another uh, underrated element of this game is that uh, there is some urgency here for the uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, there is a sense of urgency. You couple that with it's not a marquee place to that draws free agents annually. Like you're not you're not in a position to really procure those big name players that want to come play, especially when you look at the amount of money that's not going to be there for free agency here in the next, I would say, two to three years, because I forget what year uh, T. Higgins' fifth-year option comes in, uh, comes up on contract. So um, I liken Cincinnati to Golden State almost 10 years ago. You've got all these pieces in place. You're there all the time. How do you maintain it? And then the flip side, going back to the whole Patrick Mahomes thing, Patrick Mahomes is the modern-day version of A-Rod with that contract. Like It looks good, but you're going to be hamstrung on the back end of it so uh it'll be interesting to see how that all manifests itself down the road but i tell you what Coulter, this is going to be a game like regardless it's going to be a game and i'm looking forward to it more keys and a couple picks on the other side keep it right here nuanas now espn radio Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. ESPN Radio. Well, I got to tell a story on our good friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. She hates concerts, which is so funny, but she also says the only concert she would go to would be a Billy Joel concert. I've seen him three times. Is he so sweet? Dude, He, I love Billy Joel. Like, I mean, he's awesome. Billy Joel's phenomenal. Yeah, he's he, it, um, absolutely amazing, and he's one of my hometown heroes. Um yeah, I sent that song today. Um, that song, Piano Man, back home in New York, we had this bar uh, tavern called the Night Cafe, and that was our um, closing song. Gotta love it. You gotta love it, and everyone would sing that song. Noir Zalia, ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook, riding with us here on your radio dial and your television set and your ESPN MT app. We talked about this earlier this week, but we gotta tell you one more time. Quinn Wolferman, one of Missoula's favorites, a Missoula Big Sky alum and uh, the reigning gold medalist in the knucklehuck at the X Games. He will defend his gold medal tonight. 7.30. Check out the broadcast. Uh, Andrew, do we know what this is on? Is it on ESPN? Is it on ABC? I know that our great friend Austin Tutel called in to remind us of our buddy Quinn. Little Toots. I think it's on ESPN or ESPN2. It's on the ESPN family of networks There you go. I mean, I know all you out there know how to get to the ESPN. So uh, go check out the X Games. X Games is always sick to watch no matter what. 
but a, a local kid, Missoulian, and uh, defending his gold medal. So hopefully Quinn Wolferman goes out and wins another one. That would be awesome. And uh, either way, we'll catch up with him because he's always uh, good for, you know, an annual interview. So that's fun. Also, we are the affiliates now of the Seattle Kraken, uh, the NHL team here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. So we'll roll into a Kraken game uh, this evening as well. The Kraken are uh, rolling. They are uh, one of the best teams in the NHL. Where's the swag? And they host the uh, the Calgary Flames. Good question. We will uh, have to track some down. For sure. But uh, right now, the, the Kraken... Um, are sitting atop the Pacific Division and uh, have one of the best records in the West. Uh, so they are certainly uh, fast tracking. Uh, X Games from Aspen on ESPN. The Uno. Uh, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Mother, for uh, texting in. Mama New! <laughs> I like me some Mama Nuanes. Hello, my good lady. Love it. Uh, Last couple things for you here, then. Uh, yes, sir. For these conference championship games. So you're on the Niners. The magic is going to continue. I want an all-catch-up Super Bowl. <laughs> Chiefs, you want all red. I want all red. I want to see red out there. Plus, my son's a Chiefs fan. And if he's listening now and I don't root for the Chiefs, he will, you know, disown me. I, I have. Uh, so, you know, last summer I made the, the bet and we wrote it on the wall. I about hate. the Rams uh, winning it all, and that yes. ha- and that happened. Yes, sir. Uh, my bets this July were the Niners and the Bengals to play each other in the Super Bowl. So we're one step away. So I'm sticking with those. Although I will say that and that's I st- why he's a gambling man, folks. <laughs> I still think that the uh, the Bengals. I- I'm, I'm on the Bengals in the AFC. Just I- I'm just on them. I think that Joe Cool. He, he, he he's not intimidated by Patrick Mahomes. I think he's one of the only people in the league that isn't. Yes. Uh, and I also think that they're just. Red hot right now. I mean, they're just going to score thirty, and the Chiefs are so good on offense. But their well, defense, and also it's just the leg, man. Like the high ankle sprain, he's going to play through it. He's going to take some medicine. I know all of it, but he's not going to be able to have the same juice to just get outside. I mean, Mahomes beats you with five throws a game when he's outside the pocket. Yep. He's throwing underhand, slinging and winging. You know, so I don't know if he'll have that same mobility. Uh, but I, I, I'm on the Bengals still. But I uh, the high it, ankle sprain can come back any moment, and you're down and out like a, like getting right. sniped from the stands. That's right. And I but I, so I'm sticking with my Niners pick in the NFC. But I will say just from a I, only because I've been on it since July. But I will say now that I've been thinking about it all week, I think that that's a total coin flip game. And I think that I'm actually kind of leaning that Philadelphia and their pass rush and just the ferocity of the, that fan base is going to run roughshod over the poor kid from Iowa State. Yeah, you see your boy back there patting his muscleless arm over there like he's part of the Eagles sitting back there, <laughs> old droopy. But no, we'll see. I hope that the Eagles do fly high just for Andrew, not for anyone else. Coulter, I love you. Thanks for having me back. Last Friday of the month. Yeah, buddy. Are you traveling anywhere this uh, weekend? You going? What, what I think are you I'm doing? Skiing tomorrow. Go where? Up at Snowball. I hope it's not icy, man. Me too. I'm it's, a little worried about the, it. The weather conditions do not predicate good ski conditions uh, yeah. for tomorrow. So we'll see. If you keep listening to the radio this evening, keep it right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Seattle Kraken coming up. And if you want to watch some television, how about the X Games? 7:30 on ESPN. Quinn Wolferman, friend of the show, local Missoulian, trying to defend his gold medal. We will be back at it next week, Monday, 
We'll have a full recap of all of the action from over the weekend at the high school and college level in hoops. We'll also have full analysis of Championship Sunday with Coach Marty Mornoweg. We'll see you at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, it's all we practice. Uh, you're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in M- Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 MontanaAdvocates.com.